Welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast Scottish Special as I'm here with Mr David Hilberty, big Scottish fan, big Scottish Celtic fan I should say. How, How are you doing? doing? I'm good man, how are you? Yeah, very good. Nice one. Glad to finally have you on the pod, obviously me and you have been talking about the pod for a while haven't we and um, it's nice to finally have you as a guest, special guest on the pod. I'm a big fan, I'm a you're, big fan. You're our only fan yeah. in, in Scotland actually. I think I'm 100% your Scottish audience. I think you are mate, we were just, we were just talking about the um, audio album analytics and I think you're the only Scottish listener. Yeah, there might be a few other people up here, but no, I think, I think it's probably just you. But, um, but yeah, obviously, big week for Celtic this week with um, the move of Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, that's probably a good place to, to sort of to start. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I guess, can I ask your general sort of feeling about the, uh, the whole incident? Yeah, it's been a long week. I think if you, if you ask me my feelings on, on Tuesday evening, um, it was all still a bit raw. I think I've managed to, to calm down a little bit. Since yeah. then, you know, one of these things that came came out of blue somewhat. So a bit, a bit of shock initially, and then you ready? Bit of shock, a lot of anger. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the the banner that the the Celtic. I did, fans yeah. That was on Wednesday night, wasn't it? Yeah. Wednesday night, Tynecastle. Yeah. Last time Celtic went to Tynecastle, they get beat as well. Huge game for us. We're eight points ahead in the league at the moment, but if that goes down to five points or six points on Wednesday night there, then I think you're giving. Sort of the Sergeant Rangers, a, a lot of uh, a lot of hope and optimism. Yeah. But to get that winner in the last minute, it was uh, it started to heal some of the ill feeling that came out of that rather yeah. sudden departure. Yeah, I think I think me and you were we were talking on Tuesday as it was happening, weren't we? And I sort of yeah. sort of I, I expressed my surprise at it. Um, not only because it seemed to come out of the blue, and I think me and you were chatting earlier, and we were talking yeah. about how obviously Celtic's a massive club, and you would have thought that something like this had it been in the making for a while, it would have been leaked, or there would have been some sort of noise coming out about it. Um, but also the fact that you know he's, for me, my, my own personal view is it's, it's almost like a, a sideways step for him to get back into the Premier League, for him to uh, sort of prove that he can still do it in the Premier League, and then yeah. he move on because you, you've got to think like. I mean, you look at the grand scheme of things, you take a step back, I know it's sort of hard for you to do as a Celtic mm. fan, but even like, it is a step down from Celtic, who are mm. playing European football, you know, to, to, to go to a Leicester, well, I can't they played, they, they won the Premier League a couple of seasons back, but that was a complete fluke. So you've yeah. got to think it's almost a sideways step for him to feel like he can improve himself again. I think so, but I, I think the timing's one thing, but the, the thing with Rodgers is that since he arrived at the Celtic, he, he talked like a supporter. You know, he, he spoke the, the language of the yeah. Celtic fans. But at the first, perhaps not the first, but at the, the first sort of major test of his of his sort of allegiance, he, he chose to to leave. You know, and so he, he spoke the language of the fan, but then he didn't act like a fan. So, so um, do you think that's a gem, do you think that's a general feeling of the fans, sort of almost like a betrayal? I think the feeling among it's interesting, the feeling among the fans is, is anger and there's a lot of Celtic fans who have been frustrated at what they perceive as a, a lack of support mm-hmm. for Rogers from the board. But the response to this hasn't been any sort of backlash towards the board. The backlash is firmly towards Rogers and his actions. How do you walk out on a team that's in the mix, not just in the mix, but has a strong chance of achieving a treble treble, an yeah. unprecedented treble treble, about to achieve potentially eight titles in a row. And Roger's spoken in his Leicester press conference of leaving us in a stable place, but I mean, what, what he brought was volatility when he, he chose to, to leave on the, the eve of the most important 
game of the season and, and doing so as well to, to leave and to completely gut the backroom staff. Yeah, well, this, this, this is the interesting point that me and you were talking about, wasn't it? I mean, because not a lot of people would know this, is the fact that he has sort of taken a lot of the, is it the sports exactly, scientists, yeah. the, the, the coaches, the, 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 the sort of the analysts, the, the sort of the, the heart almost sort of what keeps the, the club ticket. He's, he's sort of almost taken that and there's a few play, a few a few coaches that, are, that have stuck behind, one of them obviously being the assistant manager. Yeah, so assistant manager, or the, the newly appointed assistant manager, the previously first team coach is, is John Kennedy. And John Kennedy said that he, that Rogers asked him to go to Leicester with him, and that would effectively left us with, uh, with pretty much no continuity figure. Yeah. Now Kennedy's a guy who was there when he, he's been there. Should probably tell you a little bit about Kennedy. Yeah. He was a, a really promising centre half at Celtic. He had to retire at the age of about 23, 24, uh, due to a horrible knee injury. Celtic's response was to give him a coaching role and progressively over the, the past sort of five, six, seven, eight years he's sort of moved up the ranks. Uh, now he's been the continuity character as I said through when Lennon was manager into Ronnie Dyla into Rogers and for Rogers even to attempt to uh, take him with him to Leicester alongside the backroom staff at it says a lot, you know, because yeah. as I said, in the eve of one of the most important games of the season for us, one of the most difficult places to go in Scotland, he was happy to clear out that backroom staff and leave us with sort of very little to, to put a team together. Yeah, no, I, I think that's interesting, but also I think that says quite a lot about the board, doesn't it? I mean, because I mean, yeah. I, I've, I've gone through obviously numerous changes as a, as a Crystal Palace fan, as, yeah. as a manager, and there's always been... Our chairman, Steve Parrish, I guess we've been quite lucky in the sense he's always been quite forthcoming talking to the media and he always yeah. talks about certain appointments and he say that, you know, for example, the Alan Pardew appointment for Chris Ballis you know, had the fans on the side and it had this, that and the other. So it's almost like a very yeah. clever move for, for also, you know, I mean, had he not taken the money, it's, 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 a, it's a good move for him as well because yeah. it cements his position, doesn't it, with the Celtic fans that he's, he's there for the cause, doesn't he? Lennon or, or Kennedy? You're talking about Kennedy? Kennedy, sorry. Yeah. No, no, definitely, uh, and I, d I don't think the Celtic supporters really expect him to do anything different. But speaking about Lennon, I mean, mm. it's, it's good fortune that we've got somebody that experienced, somebody that's done the job before, to step in at a really difficult time. You know, it's, it's worth remembering that Lennon was only, uh, or rather, only parted with Hibs about two or three weeks ago in pretty mm. acrimonious circumstances. So the fact that there was a, a candidate there who was able to come in, who knew the club knew the players. Uh, it's, it's fortunate we, we could have been left in a really bad place. Do, do, do you know much about what, what happened there with Lennon's old club and what, 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 what the circumstances were, what was all surrounding? So, only rumours. Uh, rumours are that some of the, the Hibs squad didn't sort of respond to some of Lennon's sort of old school managerial style, if you like. I mean, Lennon worked under Martin O'Neill who worked under Brian Clough and it's a very right. sort of old school uh, sort of tough manager if you like right. giving players both barrels when they're not performing yeah, yeah, yeah. rather than, than some of the sort of more modern managerial techniques and by all accounts uh, the Hibs players didn't respond to that yeah. and the Hibs, I'm not sure if it's the chief executive or managing directors someone called Leanne Dempster but by all accounts she wasn't very happy with that kind of behaviour towards the players uh, Len is one of the most successful Hibs managers in recent years and took them up from the, the championship. Uh, his record's really good at Hibs, uh, but 
by all accounts it was the relationship with the, the sort of directors or chief executive at Hibs and it's good fortune for Celtic that somebody that calibre who knows the club uh, is available at, at this point. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's interesting isn't it? And the, and the point you make around certain players not being happy and we were talking earlier around the sort of Leicester situation that I, yeah. was, I was watching goals on Sunday earlier and or was it the start of the, the Super Sunday where it was and Graham Souness alluded to the fact that there were certain players like Casper Spiegel and, and Jamie Bardi who perhaps had an inroad with the, uh, the Leicester chairman and was there, yeah. therefore able to influence their thinking behind Claude Puel in, in a sense that maybe that's why he hasn't been so popular. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting that you've got that sort of dynamic with other clubs. I always find that sort of dynamic quite interesting, the fact that you've got essentially a player who shouldn't be bypassing the manager is yeah. able to go and do that to, 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 a, to a chairman and also and it sort of influences thinking his decision which is obviously what's happened at Leicester yeah. um, and, and then obviously led to, 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 sort of to, uh, to Brendan Rodgers going there which is, which is yeah, you know, as I say, an interesting dynamic isn't it? By, by all accounts as well, those Leicester players don't like the, or, or rather didn't like the Codwell style of play, the sort of slow build up. Maybe it's the coaching play. as well, because obviously yeah. that's the day to day stuff they, they sort of see, obviously, that we don't. When you think of Leicester, they were most effective, they were direct, they were aggressive, yeah. it was counter attack style, yeah, using yeah. the pace it's of fast, Harvey yeah. in behind. And the interesting thing is, that isn't Roger's style. You mm. know, Roger's style is very much a possession game, uh, building up slowly from the opposition down. for the gaps, you know. Yeah. so. And it's quite similar to Puel's style, to be fair. So if Schmeichel and Vardy didn't respond to that, it's difficult to see how they respond to, to Rodgers' style. I think that's an interesting point, isn't it? Because, I mean, you've got to think that the, the style that a club of the size of Celtic has would be that possession-based football, would that yeah. be that sort of trying to grind the opposition down? Whereas when you move to, a, I'm not being disrespectful, to, a, to a, a smaller club like Leicester, you've got to think that, yeah, like you say, like, they're not going to be used to that sort of build up play and that sort of domination yeah. in games so maybe Rodgers has got to adapt his style as well the fact that you know maybe he's gone from this sort of teaching this this domination style because he, he's got those sort of players which you can do, so, do yeah. such um, into a Premier League game or Premier League uh, league where he's you know, not able to have those sort of resources that is as dispensation that you can, you can sort of yeah. play that sort of game oh definitely and then the thing for me is what's What's the goal? What's the objective for Rodgers? What what's success yeah. at a club like Leicester, you know? And a club like Leicester who had that sort of freak success just a few yeah. seasons ago when yeah. won the Premier League, they're not gonna get back to that. No. So what does success look like to these Leicester owners? What does success look like to Rodgers? It's, yeah, I think that, that's that's a probably an issue with the general like air quotes Premier League fan in general. Yeah. I mean, we we got a few of them at Palace, you know, you get people who sort of come and they, they sort of expect Palace to be the, the sort of the Real Madrid sort of thing. Yeah, just yeah. because they watch Barcelona Real Madrid yeah. on the sky, they why is it all football played this way? Well it's because they're getting paid whatever amount and that sort of stature of club doesn't work that way. Yeah. But I think you would have had a few I don't know how many fans, but maybe I'd imagine a few hundred fans that have started following Leicester yeah. after their Premier League win, and all of a sudden become disillusioned with the fact that they realise, well, hang on, you know, we won the Premier League, why can't we compete again? You know, yeah. they had a decent run in the, in the Champions League, they I think, did, didn't yeah. they? And you know, got to the was it knockout stages today? I think they did. Got, yeah, got past the group, didn't they? Yeah. But I think that's sort of the, <coughs> probably as good, good as it's going to get for like a club the size, the size of Leicester, isn't it? I think so. I think so. And I, I mean, it just makes you think, well, where, where can, as I say, what does success look like? Is it seventh? You know, they're not going to break that top six. I don't, I don't think that. it'll be there for long. I, I think know? it'll be 
nine months to a year. I mean, yeah. the, the average lifespan of a, a manager in the Premier League is about sort of 18 months anyway. Yeah. So for him, I think it feels it feels very much like a move where he's got to sort of get in there and prove his worth again and prove that he can do it at that level, the Premier League. Um, so I think within sort of nine months to a year, he'll be at a different club altogether. Which would be very interesting to see, obviously. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised to see that either. But as I said, when you start to, there's a really good Celtic podcast called Celtic Underground. Uh, they, they've got the, the claim of being the sort of longest running football podcast in, in, uh, in British football. But they, they did a really good episode where they started to break down what clubs Rogers could actually have gone to. Okay. And when you start to sort of run through them and, and Who did they list? Roll them out. Well, they, they listed really Leicester and Newcastle as only two of the clubs you could go to. When you, oh, you really? start to run through them, he's not going to get a top six job, is he? No. Not directly from Celtic anyway. No. I don't think he's attracted to the kind of Premier League club that are going to be in a relegation dogfight. He's not going to go to Everton because he's been at Liverpool. He's not going to go to Watford because he's been at Watford before and it didn't work out. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. The old Chelsea thing as well, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Chelsea thing. Yeah. Even if he's even in the running for a job at that, that caliber. So, and, and maybe that partly explains his urgency yeah. in leaving Celtic at this point in the season. He's the only Celtic manager who's left for another club during the course of the season. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? Because like, like, like the point you were saying earlier, had he stayed to the end of the season and obviously um, done what he wanted to do, I mean, there'd, there'd, there'd be calls for statues outside, wouldn't there? Outside the stadium for him and things like that, because he would be right up there with... He'd be up there with the greats. Yeah. You know, if he, and, and do you know, in, in time, perhaps, he still will be. But, I mean, from your perspective, would that have enhanced Rogers' reputation any... Had he gone on to win eight in a row? Had he oh, gone on to win yeah. the treble? Oh, no, I, I definitely think so. I think look, any, any any silverware against a, a manager's name is going to be credentials in the sense that they're going to be therefore more sought after because of it. Um, I don't care what, what league you're in, what it is. If you, if you yeah. can prove that you're the best in that cup, division, league, whatever, then 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 you know you're, you're worth more as a, as a result of it. I think. But drilling it that wee bit deeper, do you think he gets a better job than Leicester? By staying to complete the treble, treble. It's difficult, isn't it? Because, because I think when you look at the Premier League, obviously you've got the, the top six, which almost guarantee Premier League safety. But then yeah. underneath that, it's almost a bit of a, a middle ground to dogfight for the rest of them. I, I wouldn't say when you look at even look at the Premier League table now. I think, I mean, personally, I think 36 points this year is going to be enough. Um, well, you guys are fine. Oh no, I think we'll be fine. We're on 33, and I think we've got eight. Eight games to play, play, and obviously a big one on, on the Saturday. We've got Brighton away, a Brighton at home, sorry. Um, but no, I think we'll be fine. But you look at it, sort of, in, and you sort of can try and divide up the, the the sort of the Premier League. And I think yeah, top six are fine, and you've probably got a few clubs on the periphery. Like obviously Watford have done well this year. Yeah. Um, Everton are in the mix to an extent. Um, but not from under, from down that um, below it, it it's it, there's, there's there's not a really a clear gap between the. In the clubs, no, yeah. So there's a lot of clubs to choose from, <coughs> almost in that mix, as it were. Um, and something that you know, I, I was, you know, I've recently been to Denmark, and, and we were talking about sort of earlier um, about the sort of the, the league there. And I think it's quite interesting how that the Danish Super League, the way it's split up. You know, you've got almost got the top two clubs, which are um, Midtjylland and Copenhagen, always fighting out for the. Well, I say for the title, but they've got the number two games, I think, before they go into their playoff season. Yeah. 
uh, and then you've got teams that want to finish within the top six so you've got someone from basically third down to tenth it's, it's, it's divided by about three points and then you've got a bottom another three or whatever it is it's crazy the way the way yeah. the league works and I, that's one of the things that attracted me to, to sort of to watching the, the danish super league anyway but that's 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 that's, an, that's i guess that's a point aside but you're attracted to that because it's something you see lacking in the english premier league i think so yeah like, competitiveness? I, I, I quite like to see a, a sort of that sort of system uh, implement in the Premier League or yeah. just, just any sort of league where you've almost even the Scottish League I think would help as well because you've always got teams which break away from the pack yeah and it almost becomes a bit not repetitive or boring but you, you want you want to be able to challenge those teams so almost if you take them out to the equation for example so they play in like a, you know the top six teams for example play each other yeah. because they're the best the best six leagues in the division and then underneath that you've got teams that have then got to play each other again yeah I think it, it, it just makes it so much more. There's, there's more at stake. It, it, yeah, it, it raises the stakes a little bit. It just, it just makes things a bit more interesting. Yeah, it was funny to see that because so the, the Scottish League, as you know, it's, it's got 12 teams rather than the, mm -hmm. it's a 20 in the, the Premier League. And once they play three rounds of games, the league does split, and you've got the top six and the bottom six. So I suppose the games that matter in terms of determining the the champions and determining who's getting relegated are played amongst the teams with something at stake. So yeah. you'll play another top six team and ideally uh, there's something at stake there and same in the bottom six. <laughs> ideally there's something at, at stake and uh, you get those so-called six-pointer games. Bringing out all the, all, all, all the good, all the phrases. Yeah, 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 back of the Snouts Bar here in Glasgow, <laughs> I must say as well. So, Snouts Bar in Glasgow, if you're listening, we, uh, we're doing our pint, so, um, oh. and it's, it's free advertising. It's good Guinness in here as well. It's so. lovely Guinness, mate, we're enjoying this, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, in practice anyway, rather in theory, there should be something at stake in these games, but, uh, but this season I, I hope there's not and I hope uh, that they continue to build on that eight point gap that we've managed to open up. Remember after the, the last Rangers game uh, just before New Year there, the, the, there was no gap, yeah. you know, so uh, albeit we had a game in hand. So yeah, I'm, I'm just hoping that after our tumultuous week that we, we push on. Good win yesterday against Hibs and the Cups into the semi-finals. Uh, eight point gap in the league as I keep saying so we just keep pushing on the So to put you on the spot then a little bit here then oh. give me your your predictions for the end of the season you think you'll you win the title in the cup? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jinx anything you're, you're not gonna be record saying that no, absolutely <laughs> not absolutely not to be honest from my own perspective the, the priority is getting the league done yeah. you know then in Scottish football the so the Scottish football psyche is, is dictated by uh, this idea of getting to 10 in a row. Mm. Now, uh, Celtic won it in the 60s and 70s. They, they got to 9 in a row with, with Jock Steen. Uh, that was also uh, when Celtic became the first British club to win the European Cup, of course. Yeah. Graham soon has mentioned that earlier on Golden yeah, Tournament. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so real, real history there. Mm. Uh, I don't know what Leicester's history looks like. Get <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> in there. Then when I was when I first started supporting Celtic, uh, the boy in the nineties, Rangers were completely dominant. Yeah, the Rangers won nine in a row. So it became. Uh, a huge, huge burden on Celtic to stop the 10, so mm. to speak, to stop Rangers beating that 9 year old benchmark that, that Jock Steen uh, had achieved in the 60s and 70s. 
And Celtic did do that. A Celtic team that contained 10 at Larson. And they were the team that stopped the 10, yeah. you know? So it's shifted somewhat now that Celtic are on seven at the moment, going for eight. They go for eight, only two away from that. Uh, that's a uh, legendary 10 mark. Yeah. And, that, and that's why Rangers are throwing so much money at Gerard and so much well, money. We, we, it's Operation Stop the Ten. So. Oh, we, we, we were talking about it earlier, weren't we? The, 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 the Defoe signing is one that we talked about at the time, you know, back in, back in what was it, end of January? When we, uh, your roommate. We lost, yeah, my roommate. He <laughs> always says that the Dakota. The Dakota of the Glasgow is the, the one to go to, you to see Jermaine Defoe. He's got the penthouse. Um, but God knows how much they're paying him. But no, I mean, that sort of like money. He, he was on reportedly 120, 130 a week at Bournemouth sort of thing. I mean, and they got him an 18 month loan. That's that's a lot of money yeah. to be thrown out to a 36 year old, 37 year old. And you've got to remember as well that Rangers are a club that went into liquidation. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You would have thought they'd be more cautious with their money yeah. sort of thing. Like, yeah, but yeah. Definitely. Totally. But I think that, that shows you how important it is, uh, as I say in the Scottish football psyche to not let the other get to the 10. So it's like one-up machine sort of, yeah, yeah. So yeah. long story short, as much as a treble treble would be nice and completely historic, for me the priority's got to be the league. Yeah. Get to eight, rebuild after a rather sort of chaotic last week or so, and a chaotic season. Celtic haven't played that well this season. You know, you, you can tell Rodgers hasn't been happy. Uh, so yeah, if we can get this league done, Build again, go again this year, mm. and, uh, and keep fighting towards that too. Yeah, well, obviously, a uh, league's uh, season, you know, uh, sort of any sort of championship is sort of over a period of time. And I, I mean, admittedly, I've only seen bits and pieces of them, so they can I, you know, we had the pleasure of going to the game together, the European oh, League yeah, game versus good, uh, yeah. Red Bull Sal Leipzig? Leipzig, Leipzig or Salzburg? Yeah. Leipzig was, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and that was the first, my first experience of Scottish football, which yeah, I really enjoyed. You know, there was yeah. a few standout players for me in that game. There was the left back, Kieran Tierney, and the, um, he, he was brilliant, wasn't he? He scored about 10 minutes in. And yeah. then there was also, um, who was the bloke up front? Uh, the 22 year old. Edward. Yes. Yeah. Edward. So he came from Paris Saint Germain. He looks a prospect yeah. and half, he does. I don't think, think you come through the ranks at Paris Saint Germain unless you've got something about you. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, and, and he of course scored the, the last minute winner yep. at Tyne Castle, you know, there. And, uh, and when you look at the way that ball drops to him, he sees it late, to show that composure, you know. Under pressure, that's, that's sort of the makings of a, of a decent play, anyone can do that sort of thing, isn't it? yeah, yeah. Alright, cool, well, I think we're going to leave it there. Um, but what, one more thing I do want to mention here, we're yeah. sitting here with a with a, a cup in front of you, Dave, which I bought out from you from um, from uh, Denmark. Yeah. Eric, go on, spill the Svitchenko. There he is. Now this is from um, F this is the FC Midland versus Albor game we went to. Uh, apologies to Jan at um, um, the uh, local newspaper in uh, Esberg because um, this is an FC Midland uh, cup. But obviously he was a, a player, a Celtic player for one season, was he? One season? A bit longer than that. Rogers didn't take him. Months? He's not a ball playing centre half. So Rogers he's, he's a big bloke, though, isn't he? He's a unit. Yeah. He's about six five, six. No nonsense, old school defender. Yeah, I wish we still had him, man. But as I said, Rogers likes defenders with a wee bit of pace and defenders who can uh, who can pass the ball. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, just they can't defend very well. <laughs> <laughs> just tonight, anyway, we've, we've, we've got his uh, beer cup here, which I bought back for David from um, from Denmark. So he's enjoying that. He had his first part of Guinness and that. He's got a very stern-looking picture man, yeah. there. So you, you can take that home, enjoy that, and never, Thank you very never much, want to man. use it again. Maybe maybe the dog can drink out of it or something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
But no, it's a pleasure to have you on the pod, David. My pleasure to be here, man. Thanks very much. And I'm sure we'll do it again at uh, some point soon. Nice one. Cheers. Well, we'll be back with a full pod uh, with you, hopefully in the week, um, if not later. But yeah, from now, take care. Cheers.